Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Rabbi Yuval Sherlow, Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshivat Amit Orot Shaul. He is a graduate of Yeshivat Har Etzion, ordained by the Israeli chief rabbinate, a retired major in the IDF, and is a founding member of the rabbinical organization Sohar. Rav Sherlow has published many books and articles dealing with topics in halakha, biblical exegesis, modern Jewish philosophy, and contemporary questions. He's a member of various Israeli governmental ethic, uh, ethical committees, among them the Helsinki Committee that deals with experimental medicine, gynecology, and genetics. He's also a member of the Presidential Press Council of Israel. That only scratches the surface. Rav Sherlow, for me, is someone that I look to uh, on questions of ethics and halakha of contemporary relevance. So, Rav, Rav Sherlow, thank you so much for taking time to talk. Thank you for having me. It's much easier than to fly to the United States, sit at home and speak with you from here. So it's a great experience. <laughs> Thank you so much. So um, today, oftentimes we say, oh, Choshen Mishpat and the Talmud on economic questions. Uh, it's really not relevant. We just say Dina de Machuta Dina. And I wonder what Torah insights we actually can learn from how we um, uh, engage with workers today. So my first question for you is, how does halakha broadly and maybe specifically inform how employers must pay employees today? Do we just say minhag hamakom, that we follow the local custom? Do we say minimum wage is enough? Do we say living wage, i.e. the wage should be enough for the person to live? How do we navigate, um, how do we navigate such questions? In general, I think there are three circles. The first circle is the core. In the course says it's a freedom of making contracts and the halacha is not getting involved in this issue. The only thing that is very important for the halacha is to pay on time and to fulfill your commitments towards the employees. Whatever you promised, or whatever you said you'll do, you must pay. And there are a few things of minhagamakom, not really regarding paying, but actually uh, dealing with the circumstances and the conditions of how to work, uh, whatever. But there are still another two circles that the halacha is not so, it's not the core of halacha, but it's expanding our commitment. The first thing is the fact that all over and all the way long, the Torah uses the word achicha. And it says that our approach towards our employees are not that they are our slaves or they're not, even not employees, they are our brothers. And the fact that the Torah is writing or talking and using the discourse of achicha, of your brother, it's, uh, say, it's actually saying that it has to have a lot of influence on your uh, approach. You, you should ask yourself not only how little can I pay, 
But ask yourself, what would you have done if it was your brother? And that's the second thing. The third thing is, and the third thing is much more a wife, is the fact that the Torah says in general, you should do the good things in you should think about the ignorance veil. Yeah, to, to feel about the fact that if what would have happened if you were the employee, that's actually uh, and do, don't do it to, to your employees. Now, I want to emphasize a second point that I think that the, in general law, at least in Israel, it's not so important, but there are also commitments and obligations of the employees towards the, uh, towards the boss. Towards the, and we have also to, to mention this, because the halacha sees both directions. It's not only the contract. The halacha says that you have to do whatever uh, you promised you'll do. We read about Yaakov Avinu that he's telling Lavan, I was okay. And what I think the most impressive thing is the fact that the halacha says, uh, it's a Mishnah, I think everybody learns it when he starts learning Mishnah, the, the fact that if you are, if there is a contradiction between Kriyat Shema, concentrating on the most important thing of Kriyat Shema or commitments towards your work, you should read Kriyat Shema up, up, you know, on the tree, not go down if, in, if you have more Kavana. It's actually like Hashem says, I'm even, also myself is saying, when you're working, you should do your job in a, you know, in a pure way. And uh, even if it's the, if the cost is Kriyat Shema with less Kavana. Okay, very nice. Okay, so three, three frameworks I find very interesting. The minimalist or basic approach, pay on time, honor your contracts. A second, based on family uh, and, 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 and empathy of achicha, these are your brothers, sisters. And third, a justice principle of yashar v'tov, you should do what's right and good. And of course, this point about uh, obligations going both ways, employees to employers and both ways. So today in America, and I can't speak to Israel, we have a growing divide, a disparity of wealth and income. Um, the richer are getting richer, the poorer are getting poorer. So I wonder, what is the obligation of a business owner um, or a corporation when they are employing someone who still lives in poverty, meaning they are getting the wages that the market allows for of a free market economy, um, and yet they still can't get by? Is that just the realm of community and tzedakah, or is there an extra chiyuv, an extra obligation on owners? Depends what discourse are you... Um are you learning? Because if you ask the halacha, and the halacha, as I said, is very minimized. The halacha says it's not your business. I mean, you should pay on time. You should do whatever you need. And I don't think there is as a someone that uh, is working with you in the gap between poor people and, and rich people. It's not considered as a halacha commitment. But I think the most important thing that we should emphasize today that Judaism is not halacha, is not only halacha. Halacha is the core. It's what I'm, I'm doing all day long. I mean, but it's, it's the core. That's the most important. It's the center. But our Rav, Rav Amital, Zecher Tzadik Levocha, used to say constantly, halacha is a What should we learn above the halacha? We should learn the prophets. And when we read in Amos Anavi that he says, he describes how 
rich people really had so many expenses and so rich and and crowns and and whatever and ignoring the fact that they are someone that is paying the price and his criticism towards the society was so strong we should decide that the prophets the nevim are also part of our commitments and our role models and once we understand that yahadut is not only halacha that yahadut is also listening and uh, fulfilling the the the, uh, the values that the uh, nevim spoke about uh, about then we have a different approach then it's your commitment to do whatever is reasonable to do Okay, so if I can push back just a little bit, because generally it resonates for me, halakha is a floor, not a ceiling, and there's the, the broader Jewish ethics in, involved. But I think back to the Gemara, the, the Agadah, I think it's in Baba Matsya, where the worker uh, breaks the jug, right? The breaks the jug, and, and, and the employer says, should I pay? Is that the halakha? He says, yes, you have to pay, it's the halakha, and he quotes Mishlei which is not where you bring halacha. So the sense is the halacha includes the yashar v'tov. It's not just an, uh, an ethical commitment. So would you agree that in some cases the halacha includes the ethic that goes beyond the letter of the law? Definitely. And this is a very good example, but it's a real exception. I mean, it's not something that you can say that the halacha does it constantly. And actually the Tosfot is asking that there is a contradiction between this gemara and another uh, gemara and it's really one of the main important sources that actually combines halacha and, and judgment and yeah, that's the pasuk that is mentioned then on Baba Kama, you should go and behave according to the good, uh, you know, the, the good behavior. Yeah. And that that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that we should change our approach to the commitments of Nevim. It's not only values, it's not only around it's not only to be good the Nevim are part of our commitments mm-hmm. and the fact that it wasn't formulated as halacha doesn't mean that we are not committed to this uh, to their words great great so um how how does halacha and the Nevim, how does jewish law and the prophets help us think about what would be fair or unfair taxation today do you think torah has any wisdom to share on israeli policy of taxation uh, there are all kinds of experiments that are trying to say that there is. There is a sugya in Baba Batra. How do you, you know, how do you pay according to how many people do you have in town or how many ha- houses? All kinds of ideas. I think that you are right. That the, behind your question is the assumption that trying to take the Gemara values and to, you know, transfer them uh, 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 two thousand years. To, to our life and use it as a policy, I think it's 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 wrong. And I don't think that the halacha, as halacha, has a, a formulation of, of, of a taxation policy. And actually, you said it's minhagamarkom, it's the decision. The halacha actually gives or ordinate the kehila and or the state to make it, it values. But then the halacha will come and will ask, did you look also Towards the poor people, did you understand that there are all other uh, missions that the society should take or should not take? But it's not. I don't think that you can say that uh, our halacha taxation law. But I do think one day we'll have to write them. I mean, because we can learn some things 
from the old uh, tradition about fairness and the in, uh, importance of fairness and uh, commitment and what are the things that the society should do and what not, what is should say, stay private. These are the things that we will have to do if we want really the state to be a Jewish state. Great, great. So is there an ideology, and I think you've started to answer this, is there an ideology that can be formed or is it really just case by case? If someone says I'm a Jewish socialist, right? I'm a Jewish capitalist. Do you think that Torah can work with those frameworks or do you think it's beyond, beyond those? Uh, you know, these are the questions that it's really depends who you ask, because there are, this is the biggest conversation. That's the halacha has, the Torah, I don't want to speak only about halacha, but the, the, that's the Torah. Have any policy, uh, is it direction? I mean, I'm not talking about details, but actually is it social, socialist or not? And uh, there is even a difference What when we read what our, you know, 50 years ago, the rabbis 50 years ago wrote, the um, terminology was socializing. Yeah, to very uh, you know identifying ourselves with with the social uh, way of uh, and taking all the commitments of the state or whatever. Today, I think that most of the rabbis are shifting to the right. I'm not talking about uh, territories. I'm talking about uh, um, about uh, policy. Of finance, and the reason is because when you learn the sugiot, you see that the first thing in the sugya seems very selfish, but it's not. Shelcha kodem eshelkol adam, or chayecha kodmim lechayecha vircha. Avedatova avedat aviv. If your you lost your wallet, and your father lost the wallet, the Gemara, the Mishnah says, avedato kodemit. You should. You are. Uh, you can you are permitted to look for your wallet before your father's wallet, and this is the base. The halacha recognized privacy, ownership, and the things that everything belongs to you. But then the halacha says you should open your gates. You should give and leket and shichecha from your fields. You should give tzedakah. You should machatzit uh, It's also your responsibility towards the Beit Mikdash. Whatever. I mean. This is the way. There is a center, a core that the every you own what you own, and you are even before your father. But in then the, the halacha says you cannot keep and be in a very nasty capitalist uh, motion. You should open your gates and give more and more. Now, where are the boundaries? What is more? How much is yours? And what percentage? This will be a discussion. But I think this is the right direction, and it's very interesting even in Jewish philosophy to ask why. Is it a, to educate you to be selfish, you know, first of all, ego, and then open, or something much deeper, that we have very nice material about, uh, about it, and I think it's, it's part of Jewish philosophy and also Jewish policy. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So I, I, I think just one or two last questions. So I know... Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, conversation about uh, Arab-Israeli rights, and some Arabs in Israel, of course, claim uh, there's, there's discrimination in the workplace. And I wonder how, to, uh, how should Jews navigate this today? On the one hand, there's a sense that the world is not with us, 
and Jews should prioritize, prioritize Jew security and even their economic welfare if you have the opportunity to hire a Jew or an Arab in Israel, right? On the other hand, it's a state that's built, uh, uh, you know, striving for human rights and not discrimination. Um, and, and we also know that uh, peace, if there ever will be peace, will be based on economic interdependence. So how do you think we, we navigate such issues in, in the economy around uh, Jews and Arabs coexisting? I think that your question gave the answer. I mean, first of all, it should be basic equality and uh, basic uh, human rights. And it's not only as an individual, you should think also about Gentiles and about Arabs, but also if you want to create a Jewish state and you want to be responsible, not only to the 80% Jews that live in Israel, but also all the all everyone that you control. We have twenty percent Arabs, and I'm talking from the fairness, but also from it's not only because of fairness. It also will be smart to do because if twenty percent minority will feel that they are discriminating and and, and they don't have they cannot you know work and make make their living, so the only way for them will be to rebel. I mean, it's also will be smart to do that, but I'm not coming from the from the security point of view. I'm coming from the uh, reasonable and and legal and, and you know, ethics, ethic way of thinking. But yeah. I, I don't deny the fact, and I mentioned it before, that I have a brother. I mean, there are, the Yudim are my brothers, and they are my Partners. I mean, the Arabs are my partners, but they are not my brothers. So they, therefore, I do think that one factor, it's not the only factor, one factor should be, according to Allah, if you have something that you can give uh, to, 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 to employee, uh, someone that is your brother, I will prefer my brother than someone else. But it's, you have to include all kinds of other factors. Depends what's the gap. And if uh, uh, or if he does a bit of work, and is it something that uh, will cause poverty to the Arabs? Because if it will be, it'll be with poverty, it's not fair. It's not ethical. I mean, there are on much more, many more factors to answer the question. But in the bottom line of the title, but in general, we must understand that we have the responsibility not only to take care of ourselves. We want to control a state, and we have 20% of minorities in our state. Our responsibility, according to halacha, should be also mm -hmm. towards them. Yashar Vatov, and also Mipine Darachai Shalom. Thank you so much, Rav Shirlo. Your Torah is very enlightening, and great Kiddush Hashem. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.